0: Welcome to AMR Answers. This is Sarah Bowen Shea.
1: And this is Dimity McDowell, hanging out in Denver as I normally am, Sarah. I used yes. to you in Portland these days. Yes.
0: Okay, good. And back at this, we have taken a hiatus because of your special Many Happy Miles series for the month of September.
1: Yeah, the final finish line that just finished uh, last week. The final mm-hmm. fin- we crossed it for the fourth time. <laughs> so yes, yeah, so I'm excited to, to be back and answering some questions. It's a fun one. Yes,
0: yes. So welcome back, folks. So Dim, speaking of finish lines, I signed up for a race. Oh my gosh. Cool, cool. What what race? It's the Hilton Head quarter marathon at our retreat. And I did a quarter marathon, the last quarter marathon, which for if you're keeping score, folks, that's six point five five miles. And did that at our retreat, Hilton, our first Hilton Head retreat, which was right before COVID lockdown. So at very, I think it might have even been on Leap Day 2020. And so that, yeah, it's been a while, it's been a minute and then some.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So that was your last race period?
0: Yes, period. Hard stop. Yes, because of COVID lockdown. And then because of being off of running for almost a year due to my bulging discs. And so I've been feeling pretty good. And I just really, really remember very vividly how gosh darn exciting it was to do that race at the retreat. I just was on such I was buzzing so hard after that race. So I'm going to be chasing that feeling again.
1: Nice. Nice. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Well, I'm excited to cheer everybody on. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, and I hear you. I mean, I have definitely been thinking about what I want to do next, too. I mm-hmm. think I do. I just do best with something out in front of me. I mean, I think we all <laughs> yes, do. Whether it's yes, like... A, <laughs> you always do. You always have. I always do. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. but it is. I mean, you look forward. You, it's nice to have something to forward, whether it's a vacation or seeing your kids or, you know, a birthday or whatever. But having something, you know, like, okay, I'm looking forward to a specific date and here's why
0: i call those lily pads because sometimes i like to jump from lily pad to lily pad
1: there you go there you go yeah so i need a lily pad so (laughs) it probably won't involve swimming but um but yeah (laughs) i've been thinking about it so (laughs) so stay tuned
0: yes i also have a pickleball tournament that i've planned much more far in advance than usual i have one the weekend after hilton head or maybe it's two weeks i think it's two weeks after hilton head so in the weekend before thanksgiving Nice. So, yeah, and I realized like, hey, it's less expensive when you sign up for something in advance.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's how they get you. Yeah, yeah. And I also
0: hear that people I hear from some of the. I'm playing in two tournaments. I'm playing in the women's doubles and the mixed doubles. Mixed doubles will be the first time. And I hear from my Mixed Doubles partner that people are actually already in training mode and practicing for it and all this stuff. So
1: people are taking it kind of seriously. You got you got some work to do. You got some work to do. Mm-hmm. I know. Well, that's good. Mm-hmm. That's great. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, We. I went hiking for the first time last week. I mean, I think that was really my first hike since, I mean, mm-hmm. I went once after the Enchantments with my friend Rachel. We did a 13er here in Colorado, but I hadn't been in... Gosh, probably five or six weeks. Um, oh. and yeah, it's crazy how it kind of falls off once <laughs> if you don't practice it. I mean, I realize it's hiking. It's not like, you know, marathon training, but you definitely like, Oh yeah, I haven't been out here for a while. My legs definitely felt it the next day. So. Oh, see, I envision you hiking. I don't know, three times a week or something like that. Oh gosh. No, no, cause, uh, cause first of all, it's too far, right? Mm-hmm. It's usually, I mean, my, my closest hike is easily 30 minutes. So it's Mm -hmm. not like I can go do that in the morning. I mean, I can go walk in nature, Mm -hmm. but I, I mean like, but really feeling like I'm going on a hike, it's, it's easily 30 minutes. Like the one Mm -hmm. that we went to on Sunday was gosh, probably 75 minutes away. So it's it's a drive. Yeah. Mm. I mean, we want to go see the colors. So that's why we were going up to the mountains to see the colors. So yeah. So no, I don't hike um, that often. I mean, I do stuff. I mean, I work out most days, but it's mostly gym based or walking around the neighborhood. Mm.
0: I thought, thought of you this morning, I went over to Molly's house to ride her Peloton and then do some strength training, which is typically not, I don't, impose on molly like that and the idea just kind of came to me i was like "Ah," i got back from pickleball league last night i didn't want to wake up so early to drive to my pool because it's a bit of a trek and i'm also the only one at home and so i didn't and augie had been our dog had been kind of out of sorts when i got back so i didn't want to leave him again for several hours my my baby Um, (laughs) so how was the peloton workout so it was good oh gosh i just my goodness peloton rides are so fun at what turned out to be the end i thought well why doesn't Allie love keep talking when's the next interval and then finally it says you know i see that it says end of workout i'm like wait that cannot have been 30 minutes (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome (laughs) yeah yeah so i don't know now i'm daydreaming of uh uh, you getting a used peloton maybe so who knows? Who knows? Well, all right. Well, so speaking of events, let's hear from Lauren, who's running the Marine Corps Marathon at the end of this month.
2: Hi, this is Laurie. I'm calling from Columbus, Ohio. I am currently training for my first marathon, the Marine Corps Marathon, coming up the end of October. And my question is about running with friends. There are three of us training together. Having a great time, supporting each other, running well together, but come race day, should we plan to run the whole way together or if someone needs to drop back or someone is clearly able to maintain a faster pace, should they go on ahead at their own pace or at what point does it make sense to say, okay, we're on our own a little bit more now, or let's just stick together. So just wondering about that. I love your show. Thank you.
1: Well, first of all, Lauren, thank you for calling in. We always appreciate fun phone calls and for supporting our show. Mm -hmm. And I can't believe the kismet of this question. Dim,
0: so on the last Friday's podcast, we featured two women who have books that just came out there about women and alcohol. And it turns out that the first gal is training for the Marine Corps Marathon with friends, which I didn't know. I I had her on the show because of the topic. And so then we're like, oh, do you run? She's like, yes, I'm training for the Marine Corps Marathon. And then this question came up. I'm like, well, look at that. Everybody's training to do Marine Corps with their friends. (laughs) Uh, so, nice. Yeah. Yeah. So on that episode, we kind of detoured a little bit and I asked the guests on that show if they're running together or separately. So kind of got into a whole conversation about that. So Dim, what is your advice to these gals?
1: I mean, I would say more than anything, talk about it before, like mm-hmm. decide what the plan is, because um, you don't want to go in with assumptions. I mean, I know a lot of us telepathically think like, Oh my my partner really understands right now that I want him to clean the the kitchen counter, right instead of saying, Can <laughs> I you don't please? know what
0: you I don't know what you're talking about, <laughs> Timothy. I never just try to psychically tell Jack what I'd like <laughs> Go yeah ahead.
1: exactly, and so you know those are some unmet needs, you know, so <laughs> um, so usually the counter doesn't get cleaned, and even with friends, I mean, that's obviously a little bit of a different relationship, and especially running friends because I imagine you guys are pretty close after training together for, for a marathon, but yeah, just talk. What, what do you guys want from the day? Is there one, is there somebody who is really set on getting a certain time? So if that's the case, I mean, everyone should be able to prioritize what they need. Right. Mm -hmm. So if they're, you know, just, I'm just going to make this up. So say that there are three friends, Lauren has three friends total, like she's one of three. So there's one that really wants to go for time and there's two that want to go and just soak it all up. Perfect. Maybe they run together and then if they all make the time, great. But if there's a the point where, you know, the woman that has some time goals needs to be a little bit more steady and streamlined, focused, then she goes, right? And they meet up at the finish line. But that's the biggest thing because especially like, when one person stops, then do you all stop? Do you mm-hmm. all walk through the aid stations? If somebody stops for a goo, Sarah, does everybody stop for a goo? <laughs> you know, I mean, th- th- those are, I mean, it sounds dumb to discuss that because we're adult women, but at the same time, you know, that's mm-hmm. one of the things that we talk about in like when we did the Grand Canyon, it's like, if someone has to pee, everybody pees just to mm-hmm. keep things, you know, moving forward and kind of keep your momentum going. So that's yes. what I would say is the biggest thing is to make a plan based on what everybody wants.
0: Right, exactly. And manage expectations and make it so that no one's feelings get hurt, so that if that one person who does want to make the time goal takes off, she doesn't then have guilt on her back as she's running away from her friends and her friends aren't castigating her as she she turns the corner ahead of them, you know? So I will say one thing we touched on with that guest whose name is Celeste on that Friday podcast was... How much easier it is to stick together in a smaller race than in a bigger one, like Marine Corps and dim as you and I discovered at Disney races back in the day, boy, it's an awful lot of dodging and weaving and turning to look at each other and being sure. calling out each other's names Where and are you you, yeah, you, yeah. you almost want to just take each other's hands and, and like you're with your child in a crowded <laughs> airport or something I mean. walking walking down the aisle <laughs> right. yeah. yeah. I mean, it just, for me, for me, it really wears me down and it can be frustrating and it's draining. And as we sometimes talk about, you know, your body doesn't differentiate stress, you know, that this is the stress of me running. This is the stress of me trying to keep my eye on dimity and make sure that we're together at the picture stops or whatever that is. And so that
1: it just is an added thing that is, for me, is not not working. It's a me. it's a, a deal risk. breaker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Talk about that. The other thing that you that came to mind also is wearing music, right? I mean, mm-hmm. or listening to music, wearing ear pods, I guess. I mean, I just am amazed And I know that my race is farther than your 2019, but how many people are wearing music? That's one thing that can be frustrating because you say on your left and they don't hear Mm -hmm. you, right? Mm -hmm. Um, and so again, like if one of your friends wants, has a killer playlist that she wants to listen to the whole time, like, is that going to be okay? Like again, just talk through the details and do it on a run, make it fun. You know, you just, you know, you can just be like, okay, I'm the type A anal planner, but I need to know (laughs) how does this race go down, you know, just because then, then you'll feel better. So.
0: Mm -hmm. Yes. I remember when Molly and I ran a half marathon together and it was the first time she was trying to break two hours. This was a long time ago. And I say that because neither one of us could run a sub two hour half marathon right now is that I made a playlist for both of us. And so that, you know, we share so that we were, yes, listening to music, but we were listening to the same music. But anyway, was it, was it the back in the
1: day when you were like sharing uh, one pod, sharing, yeah, yeah. You know, one, yeah, one pod yeah. and one, one wire? Yeah, like one, one of us you? was John yeah.
0: Cusack or something? Yeah, no. um so <laughs> yeah. And then also, I mean, this question made me think about the 2010 Portland Marathon with my friend Sheila. And, Dimity, you've touched on the, you know, if one of you goes to the bathroom, all of you go to the bathroom. That definitely for Sheila and me yeah. was not our MO because we were both trying to qualify for Boston, which at the time meant running... Uh, under four hours and 59 seconds. And Banjo has okay. something to say about this. Your dog. <laughs> yeah, Banjo's like, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so about, I don't know, six, seven miles in, we admitted that we both had to go to the bathroom. and I But I had told her that I was going to pee in my capris. And she had said that was not her... Delio, so so she did stop to go to the bathroom and i did not and i peed my capris later on and i ended up qualifying for boston by um about one minute one second and she missed it by about 90 seconds
1: oh shoot mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i gotta say i don't i mean that's that's like other world talent to be able to run and pee at the same time i don't think i could have done that i really don't i had to pra- i that's- literally had to practice it
0: Because, because there is also this, I'm wearing clothes, it is hardwired in your brain. And so that to then force urine out of your body while you are wearing clothes, takes some serious training, let me tell you. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Well, you had reps on that, like you were out running, you know, your 16 miler, and we need like four pee (laughs) breaks during that. Well, Maybe I'm foreshadowing what we're going to talk about in in the third question. But yeah, I love it. I love that you practice it. That's awesome.
0: (laughs) All right. Let's hear from the brands that allow us to bring in this free content. Please consider supporting them since they support us. We'll be back soon with more questions and answers and maybe barking dogs. Who knows? All right. Here's Rachel who's dealing with dreaded plantar fasciitis.
2: Hi, my name is Rachel, calling from Reading, Pennsylvania, and I was just wondering, what does running miles to maybe bike miles or bike effort kind of translate to? I recently am dealing with like a plantar fasciitis issue, and my PT recommended you know swapping some miles over from running to the bike, but she didn't really have a good answer to that question, so I figured I'd ask. Okay. How do my running miles and my training plan if I have to do four this day running? How might that translate on the bike? Thanks. Love your podcast. Thanks. Bye.
0: Oh, Rachel, having battled plantar fasciitis myself twice, I literally feel your pain. I'm so sorry.
2: I know
1: it's that one. I've never. That's like one of the few that I've never had. <laughs> I feel like, and um, but I know I've. I've been around enough people. Thankfully, it's not catching. (laughs) So so I I, I feel the pain, but I don't really literally feel the pain. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
0: So, Tim, the moment I heard this question, I knew you could answer it in your sleep. So so unfortunately, so remind Rachel and other listeners why you have first knowledge, first hand knowledge, first foot knowledge of this uh, topic.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I spent most of my training. So we ran, Sarah, you and I ran the Nike Women's Marathon in 2007, which, I mean, it makes me feel like a dinosaur right now. (laughs) We trained for it. Yeah, Ben was born in 2006. And so, yeah, 2007. And I got a stress fracture. I don't know how far in, probably I don't know, six weeks, seven weeks. I'm not sure when it happened, but I was like, I am doing this marathon come hell or high water. I was definitely going. <laughs> like I needed it so badly. I needed a weekend with my friends. I needed the goal. I needed everything about that. So I took to the bike and I had a coach at the time. So she was super helpful. And Basically, I trained on the bike for the marathon. I ended up at the end being able to do, I think I did a 16 miler was my longest run prior to the marathon. Mm. I had a couple of weeks still left of training, but I mean, I put a flat pedal on my, on my road bike. So I clipped in on my one side and then I had a flat pedal on the other. And by I, I mean, Grant, <laughs> <laughs> I did not do this. My bike mechanic did this for me, put my flat pedal on. And I had a, like an orthotic shoe that I wore, mm. you know, those really nice white ones with like Velcro that have blue Velcro over the top. <laughs> so a flat shoe. I didn't bike in my boot. And so that's what and I you did. Were on a, and you were on
0: a trainer, let's be clear about that. You weren't Yeah, on I was the road on a trainer,
1: so I use my road bike. I use my road bike exactly and so you hook up your trainer to your back wheel and as you shift, it gives you more resistance so you can have, you know, you can ride an easy ride and you can also ride a heavy ride or a more, you know, a harder ride mm-hmm. depending upon what that is. You can use a heart rate monitor, which is what I did. Mm. This was, you know, way, obviously way before smart trainers now, mm-hmm. and now you can buy a smart trainer that, you know, helps control your resistance and, oh. you know, shifts your watts for you and all that kind of stuff. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So oh. anyway, the point is, is that you can do it. The first thing, you know, this is kind of one oh one, but it can't hurt your foot. Okay. So if you get on your bike and you're like, wow, that really, every time I push down, it hurts my plantar fasciitis, like game over. We're not doing mm-hmm. it because it's not going to get better. Doing mm-hmm. that, so that's my one little mom bit of advice. I
0: do want to say that about plantar fasciitis in general. That just, dim, you and I back in the day were at a lot of race expos, and I just think about all the women we met who were there to run the half marathon or the marathon, and they had plantar fasciitis actively. And yeah, it's just like yeah. no, and and I'd say, oh, I had you know if this I whatever year it was, you know, oh, I had it, you know, I was like it took me six months to get over. Oh yeah, I've had it for thirteen months. It's like, well, then stop. Don't be here. Yeah. And rest. Totally. And it it sucks hard, but that's how you get over it.
1: Exactly. So if you get on the bike, Rachel, and you feel okay, your foot doesn't hurt, then a couple things. I mean, you basically just replicate the workout that you would do on the road on the bike. So if you have a 60-minute easy run, you do a 60-minute easy ride on the bike. With a couple things, like I said, I used a heart rate monitor, so that's really helpful if you know your zones. Um, and if you know your zones from running, you can convert them to cycling. It's usually about seven to ten beats lower cycling because you're not pushing your body mass as much. Mm-hmm. You're obviously mm-hmm. not supporting yourself. So if not, um, you want to just kind of use the RPE scale. And the thing about biking is you can't. I I'm I, I mean, gonna I say this. I guess with kindness. Like it's not a pace where you can read people magazine or, Mm -hmm. I mean, you can watch a movie for sure on an easy ride, but there are rides where you do like when I do like intervals or something hard and I don't want to watch anything. Like I just need to, I can listen to music or a podcast, but probably music because it's more motivating. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you're working. It's not like you're just pedaling easy at the gym. Mm -hmm. I just want to make that clear. So yeah, so you replicate those workouts. So easy goes to easy. If you have intervals, you do You know, say you have 10 by one minute intervals. You're going to do those on the bike and you can do that by, you know, cranking up the resistance a little bit on the bike or changing gears depending upon what kind of bike you are on. You want to, you know, get your heart rate high and then take the recovery again. You want to keep your RPMs, your revolutions per minute somewhere, definitely above 80 most of the Mm. time and probably closer to 90 if you can do that. Mm. That's going to take, you know, if you're, if you haven't been on the bike in a while, it's going to be like, wow, 90 feels really high, but definitely aim for 80. You want to have a quick cadence. So it feels like you're kind of got the same cadence you are when you're running the only exception to that is, like, if, say, you have hill repeats on your schedule, you can do that by cranking up the resistance and bringing your cadence way, way down to, mm-hmm. like, somewhere between, I mean, 65 to 75, depending upon, again, what that feels like, because that's going to really, like, feel like you're climbing, right? And then you can, when you recover, take that resistance off and really spin your legs out. hmm so yeah, that's kind of how you do it. I mean, you can really just follow the same plan, you know? So if you have, if you're training for a marathon on the bike, that's a really long time to be on the mm-hmm. marathon, you know? And so if your plan goes for, you know, say, you- so you have 12 miles and you typically run an 11 minute mile, like that's a long time to be on the bike. I mean, that's it sure over is. two hours. Mm-hmm. So you can break it up a little bit, or you can also break it up into two days if you want to, but really the intention is, is to kind of make your body feel as tired as it would with the marathon as it would if you were marathon training. So don't be like, oh, I'll just do like 30 minutes today and 30 minutes tomorrow. Like that's, that's a good workout, but that's not going to get you what you need. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense?
0: It does make sense. And so then it is, you should equate it with time because Rachel was asking for distance. And, you know, we all know that biking five miles is Easier than running five miles, yeah, oh
1: yeah, so I didn't I missed that little distance part, so yeah, so you need to convert what your average time is, so mm-hmm. you know if it if you typically run, I mean a ten minute mile this is easiest, right, so if you have a five mile run on it's fifty minutes of easy, right mm-hmm. so yeah, I would do it that way, same thing with intervals, I mean, intervals are a little bit different, but yeah, so let's say you have a quarter mile intervals, you know whatever that equates to is that two minutes, is that mm-hmm. a minute and a half, you know, just kind of work at it that way,
0: right. And again, but Rachel, you should not be stepping to the starting line of a running race if you actively have plantar fasciitis because you're not going to do your body any good. And there will always be another race.
1: There will always be another race for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. But good luck with it and let us know how it goes. And if you really, really want a very detailed program, I just pulled this up when I was looking at it. Uh, In Train Like a Mother, our book, there is an eight week program of how to train for a half marathon on a bike. Um, it's eight weeks and it has all the different, it has a test in there to figure out where you want to start. It has all the different intervals and stuff. So it definitely will keep you engaged.
0: Yes. I had forgotten about that. Yes. Yeah. All right. Our, be- our beloved orange book. Our orange baby. Yes.
1: <laughs>
0: okay. This is Jean with, well, a, a pisser of a problem.
2: Hi. My name is
0: Jean and
2: I'm calling from Minnesota. I have a question. I'm 52 years old, and I've been running for the past 18 years. And this year, I've noticed that once I get out on the trail, I have the urge to go to the bathroom. So even though I went to the bathroom at home, and I know that I really don't need to go, and it's kind of become an issue almost every time I go out for a run, it's kind of like my mind is playing games with me, trying to convince me I need to go to the bathroom, but I really don't need to. So I don't know if this is an issue with my age or pelvic muscles, but it's very distracting on a run. And it just started this year. So I try not to get off the trail to go to the bathroom because I I don't really want my body and my mind to get used to doing that. But I'm wondering and hoping that if you have any tips or hints on how to prevent this, um, I would love to hear it. And I appreciate you guys doing
0: these calls. So thank you so much. Okay, Gene. I'm sorry to hear about this issue, and I, I was lovingly making light of it in the yeah. when I cued it up. So, but let's let's uh, rule out that this is a urinary tract infection, which is turns out the most common cause of frequent urination, because that wouldn't just be bothering you while you're running. So, let's assume that that is not what's at cause here.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And for the record, I hate the word pisser. I, I I see how you use it there. But like, it's like one of those things where I'm like, that just sounds it sounds really aggressive to me, I guess. Doesn't it feel like an aggressive word?
0: Um, it does not bother me. I have other trigger words. That's not one of them. Yeah. Okay. That's one of my trigger <laughs> words. So
1: anyway, Gene, if it's yours too, we're here to help you. And obviously uh, we want it. That's, that's the point here. So we're well, obviously not doctors, but we've definitely talked to our fair share of um, pelvic floor specialists. So we feel like we can give some advice, but obviously you want to have that reinforced or backed up by someone with an MD behind them or a PT, mm-hmm. uh, those letters behind their names.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I think the first step should be for Jean to talk to her OB about this issue. And then I am hoping that the doctor, depending on what the diagnosis is, would refer Jean to a pelvic floor specialist if that's what the doctor deems necessary. So Jean, you said you wonder if it's age or pelvic floor related, and I really think that the two are woven together that I suspect, again, not a doctor here, English major here, I suspect (laughs) hormonal changes are triggering the issue and because hormones can affect ligaments and supportive tissues. So it might be that that up and down jostling of running is causing pressure on your bladder that doesn't happen at other times in your life. So given that your age, you're 52, I'd bet good money that you're experiencing some hormonal shifts.
1: I have no idea what you're talking about, Sarah, as I like, fan myself with a hot flash right now. Yeah, yeah. Well, so a couple of things. So this was funny, too. And I was reading this the funny and the fact that it's like coincidental. So I remember hiking with my friends, Jess and Joe. We were on the Superior Hiking Trail and she was talking about pelvic floor training mm-hmm. because her friend Amy had this situation like where Amy always felt like she had to go, even though she didn't have to go, right? Mm-hmm. And so she went to a pelvic floor specialist. So, again, that's our overarching advice here. But Jess was sharing some of the advice. And basically, like when you feel like you have to go and you, but you know, you don't have to because the, you know, rationally, you know, you just went to the bathroom 10 minutes ago or you, whatever, you haven't been drinking a lot or whatever. The idea is, is you're supposed to wait, right? Give yourself Mm -hmm. five more minutes. Five more minutes. Five more minutes. Kind of train. It's like another muscle that you can train. It is
0: truly is. Yep.
1: Yeah. But the funny thing is, is so then so I was like, Jess, do you remember anything else about that? And she goes, Yeah. Well, your P, the basic P, is supposed to be twenty seconds long. Hmm. And then I was like, Look, well, so she was like, and I think it's twenty seconds. So of course I, doctor Googled it, and um, so Georgia Institute of Technology. Some scientists did a research study there uh, at the zoo. Okay. So every mammal, every mammal over 6.5 pounds takes about 20 seconds to pee. So, yeah. So they won an IG Nobel prize for physics, which is a satirical award selling, celebrating research that makes people laugh and then think, but yeah, so, but, but it is, but I went and looked at a couple of other places. So 20 seconds. So if you're not peeing for about 20 seconds, then you definitely are you peeing on a bladder that is doesn't need to go
0: mm. right away right because it is a little like and again this is not how a medical professional would describe it but this is the analogy that comes to my mind yeah when you first came out when iPhones first came out there was—I don't know if it was just you know urban legend or if it was actual fact—but you weren't supposed to charge your phone unless the battery was actually low. Oh yeah. Because, uh, oh my god. Otherwise, you would teach your phone that oh I can really only go to sixty percent full, and that's what it thinks is that a hundred percent, and so then you're going to chip away at that, and suddenly your phone would need to get charged every twenty minutes. So it's sort of the same thing that if you think oh I need to go, I need to go, then your bladder kind of never builds up that tolerance again not a medical professional yeah. you know it's the same way with um you know having breastfed uh twin babies that we would stretch them out and so maybe john my my boy twin would wake up and think oh it's time to eat and we're like Mm-mm-mm. it's been only two hours and 10 minutes you know got to get you to at least 2 30 or something like that and so that we'd kind of distract him and then finally you know when daphne his twin sister finally roused or if it was 2 30 it's like okay yes, we can feed you now. Like, yeah, yeah so. exactly, exactly. Yeah,
1: yeah. You're not really hungry, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But the fact that this came on for Gene, you know, like it's never happened before. I definitely think it's age-related. And again, I think that it's something that, I bet you that there is a simpler idea than going to the zoo or um <laughs> or waiting. Because obviously, I mean, it is like, you know, it's the only thing you can focus on, right? Like oh, when you're goodness, out running, yeah. you know, and then you're like, okay, but I know that I don't need to, but it's, it's frustrating and it distracts from, you know what? Mm-hmm. What you enjoy about running?
0: Yeah, Gene, you are not alone. We get a lot of women when Facebook would actually allow people to post on our Facebook page. Er, that anger is directed toward Meta.
1: That <laughs> maybe, maybe you should have a cage fight with. Maybe you should challenge Mark Zuckerberg, <laughs> Mark Zuckerberg to, <laughs> to a cage fight, Sarah. <laughs> I think I'd win. In fact, I know I'd win.
0: <laughs> so when we would get people posting, or they'll still sometimes post on our TMI Tuesdays, that wearing a tampon while running can help with that urge to pee or more often it also helps with leakage. What I read is that if if a person has mild prolapse, if that's what's causing the sense of needing to urinate, the tampon supports the prolapse and helps straighten the urethra and that can ease that sensation. So uh, that is a trick That women in our community have told us works. Yeah,
1: for sure. For sure. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. But, but definitely not a long, yeah, not a long-term solution. Yeah. Yeah. Get thyself to a PT, you know, pelvic floor specialist.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And I think you can even Google that and find one in your area, because I know like, you know, prior to doing this job, I didn't know that those existed, you know?
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So I think it's important to, if you haven't heard of one that, yeah, if you just look up I'm sure there's a society for them or, you know, association Mm -hmm. or something where you can find one in your area. So, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. all right. Well, we love these questions. So please keep them coming. Give us a call at 470-223-2771, or that translates to 470-BADASS-1. Leave your first name and where you're calling from and keep your message to about a minute or less. The number is in our show notes. So, you know, if you happen to be, on the toilet, on your bike, <laughs> running with friends, whatever you are, um, you can give us a call. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So,
0: and we would also love your help in making the Another Mother Runner podcast, the original Friday show, the show AMR Answers, or Dim- the Dimity hosted many happy miles. We want those to be the best shows they can be. And we would love your help if you could complete a short anonymous survey. Banjo Hello, Banjo. To do it. Banjo wants to <laughs> yeah, do it. yeah. And uh, so like the phone number to call in with your question. The link to the survey is also in the show notes. And the filling out the survey should take you about 10 minutes. And your answers will help us determine future topics, guests, and suitable sponsors. And we appreciate your help so much that by completing the survey that you then receive a 15% discount code to our Mother Runner store. And please don't delay in going to that survey link because we're closing down the survey on Sunday, October 8. So hop to it, please. And thank you in advance for your thoughtful responses. And again, the link to the survey is in the show notes. Our podcast today was produced in St. Paul, Minnesota by Barry Medore from Fire on the Bluff.
1: Keep those questions coming. We are here with answers, loud dogs, what else? tampons (laughs) when you don't need them. uh, I don't know. (laughs) Quick RPMs. I don't know. Sarah, I got to go close my back door. The lawnmowers are here. Dan's just going to go out there. Hold on. Sorry. (laughs) This is like the animal disruption episode. (laughs)